0: Welcome everyone to another episode of the Bleed Hockey Podcast This is the second time I've tried to record this episode uh, First time, tried to record it uh, Recorded the first two minutes, it ended up being like a 41 minute cut uh, Which, uh, before editing, or potential editing um, Finished the recording And looked back and it only recorded the first two minutes so 39 minutes of that which the tail end of it is really good i i had a whole thing about and all that which we'll get to in the end of this episode uh on the second try uh go try go around on that um but try to re uh capsulate that um that whole spiel, but uh, hopefully in a little bit more of a content condensed uh, format. And I know the the audio isn't going to be as great as the last episode episodes um, because I actually used my microphone uh, that I've done all of the other non desert edition episodes on. But we'll have to we just got to do with what I got, uh, and hopefully once the temperature falls around here, like, at least, at the very least, under 95 degrees, uh, once, and also, once I get my laptop cooler, it'll actually, you know, be consistently, you know, enough to where it'll, uh, process my audio, but anyway, uh, enough of that, uh, diving in to the, I'm gonna change the name of this episode, uh, cause the, the original, name of this episode was gonna be Mike Milbury gets millburied by NBC um but because the main event of this whole attraction is gonna be the Alex Petrangelo uh shit I'm gonna make a new title for that um but back to Mike Milbury uh NBC Sports has removed Mike Milbury from any kind of commenting uh, commentary role uh for the remainder of the playoffs after um uh, Making some disparaging remarks against, uh, against women because um, one of the, I can't remember one of the uh, commenters, uh, I believe it was on one of the Flyers games, either round one or it was in the qualifying uh, or round robin or whatever. I All I know is it was in the, in the playoffs. Um, yeah, it had to be round one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was round one. Um, Someone mentioned something about how, you know, convenient, you know, being in the bubble is for players, how they don't really have to travel as much to go from place to place to place. And all Mike Millberry really had to say about that is they have no women here to distract them. And cute it. I mean, yeah, you can see why that would be an issue (laughs) because women are not distractions. All right. They're they're people, too. Okay. Um and also, this isn't—I mean—and and this surely is not the first time that Mike Milbury said something, you know, controversial about women. Uh, I don't want to say he's even made disparaging remarks against women hockey players in general. Um, basically saying, basically saying that the women's game is any isn't nowhere as important as the men's game, which is completely false. Because um, and I'll and I'll stand here again and if it does come into fruition, I I will put my money where my mouth is when I say that the women's game has been marketed awful, horrendously marketed, um, as well as just it just hasn't been promoted well. Uh, Easy put it. And Whenever they find out how to do that, I will most definitely support it. Don't care if St. Louis doesn't have a team. I will find a team to love and cherish and support. I'll do it. Just, just find me a way to you know follow a team. I'll do it. Um, no problem. No problem here. But yeah, he's um, done for the remainder of the playoffs. Don't know. I don't think there's any word saying that he was actually fired for that. Um, but at least he's he's done for the remainder of the uh, playoffs. So there's that. Uh, another news here: uh, statistic also coming from round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, apparently, um, Sportsnet's uh, Twitter uh, mentioned this interesting tidbit. Uh, ever since the NHL instituted the best of seven, uh, format in 1987, uh, the first, this was the first time in 2020, first time there's been no sweeps or, and or game sevens. So it wasn't a single game seven and it wasn't a single sweep. Everything went to either game, uh, best of five, or best of six. So, um. Well, not best of five, best of six, but um, or in five or finished in five or six games. So um, 2020 continuing to be um, a record-breaking year, uh, still more bad than good, um, but record-breaking nonetheless. Um, so, yeah, there's that interesting tidbit of information for you um secondly also um now we're gonna get into some typical off-season shit um which is still kind of weird in 2020 because we would have been talking about general manager firings coaching firings trades we would have had all that starting kicking off maybe may like may or june And it's the 26th of August today. Um, So I find it remarkable. And the fact that free agency isn't until uh, October 9th. So we're still about two months away from... uh, Or at least a full... Actually, no. More like a full month and a half away from uh, free agency to kick off, but yeah, that's quite interesting but um, to kick this off though uh, Florida Panthers general manager Dale Talon out of the job Uh, that's the first time in his tenure (laughs) that he's been out of the job Um, and per Elliot Friedman uh, we have seven candidates Uh, Bill Armstrong uh, currently in the front office of the St. Louis Blues, your 2019 Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues, that meme will not die until there's a new champion, all right? That meme will not die yet, all right? It's, 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 it's here to stay. I don't care how annoying it may be, all right? It's staying until there's a 2020 champion and bet your sorry ass if there's any kind of chance that the Vegas Golden Knights are those champions, the meme will continue, but instead of the blues, will be the Golden Knights. And you're so, and just be happy while I am off the rails here, uh, off topic. If the Blues were in this predict, if the Blues were in position to become back-to-back champions, you would not. He- you you guys like the NHL and the Vancouver Canucks just saved this whole fan base of me just on like an absolute high horse, um, as well as the rest of the NHL with the rest of the Blues fans. I am a little bit more in check than most Blues fans in that regard. I will say that I mean yeah I have that little meme thing That's not It's my little thing I have But I know the rest of the Blues fans Are freaking Like they were Being quite annoying about it I I completely Understand You know People's frustration about that But still Um, Back on track Uh, We have Bill Yeah so Bill Armstrong Chris Drury uh, Michael Fuda John Ferguson Jr Lawrence Gilman Scott Mellenby And Weeksy Kevin Weeks From uh, NHL Network Uh, former goaltender in the NHL. Um, And Scott Millenby, former player in the NHL as well. Um, I mean, the rest of these other guys probably may have been in the NHL at some point. I have no background on them. Um, But to basically consolidate what I said in the first recording of this that didn't record at all... um, First off, bias aside, since Bill Armstrong has been in the St. Louis Blues organization, um, which that bias can also play into the favor of a more of an unbiased opinion, that his track record, his track record uh, speaks for himself. Not necessarily as a pure general manager experience, but more or less like looking at players on who he thinks should be in, you know their system um bill armstrong making uh the pick for robert thomas in 2016 and we know what robert thomas has been doing right now lighting up the league you know he's not you know marquee name like economic david or austin matthews or leon dreisaitl but you know he's he's coming into his own um and many other uh key players that he um helped with freaking he was yeah part of the front office that brought not only Robert Thomas, uh, Jordan Cairo, even though I know he hasn't really been um, consistently in the NHL as of late, but, you know, still finding his game. He's still a lot of upside to him. Uh, Scott Peronovich is another guy, another potential marquee guy, uh, defenseman uh, in the Blues system, as well as um, Clem Costin. Another uh, forward that we have in our system as well, Ville um, Huso. In uh, well, can't really say he's part of the uh, in the Rampage anymore because the Rampage got bought out and moved to Henderson, Nevada, to become the Henderson Silver Knights for the Golden Knights. Second time that they uh, snubbed us on a uh, AHL team. That's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, Bill Armstrong. When it comes to looking at players, I mean, got to give scouts. You know their credit as well but you know him in that position have really uh brought some really really good talent to the, the blues and hopefully if he gets the job he can do the same for the florida panthers because they need it um and you know another toss-up kevin weeks too um he's been in the position to where you know he's on an NL network talking about, you know, people getting hired and fired like Dave Talon or Dale Talon was just now uh well, a little bit a little bit ago. Um but still then he gets to be that guy to uh, be in a position to actually uh hire and fire people and sign sign deals. Um especially since he's been, you know, doing analysis for that kind of stuff for however long he's been at NHL Network. Um. now he gets a shot maybe Um. But and who knows there might be someone else that's not even on this list that could get it too so we had to wait and see on that but um, those are the potential uh, candidates for the Florida Panthers general manager job Um. And, which then ties us into some more firings uh, Washington Capitals have relieved head coach Todd Reardon of his duties so um, a second consecutive first round uh, outing by the Washington Capitals and 19 losing to... It's escaping me on who beat them in 19. But I know this year obviously was the um, Islanders. The meme continues. Um, but... But... Um... And I'll save you the whole um, spiel that their general manager, Brian McGloughan, saying basically, you know, you have higher expectations, blah da da But um, you have to wait and see who's going to pick that. And also you got to figure that there's more firings to ha- to happen as the uh, playoffs roll on. Uh, a lot of people have been calling for Mike Sullivan of the Pittsburgh Penguins Uh, to get ousted, since this is also the second year in a row that they've also been ousted in the first round as well. Um, Which, to segue into them, they also uh, have made a trade with the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, with... Yeah, which we'll get into in a second. But back to the Washington Capitals, uh, two key guys that could take that job uh, being... Gerard Gallant as well as uh, Peter Laviolette uh, both let go this past season with uh, Laviolette getting fired by the Predators in favor of John Hines who was also fired this past season by the New Jersey Devils and Gerard Gallant getting ousted by Vegas Golden uh, the Vegas Golden Knights who then got replaced by um uh, Peter DeBoer, who was ousted also this season by the San Jose Sharks, so um yeah there'll be more firings for sure, there'll be more firings for sure and hopefully both those coaches uh mm-hmm. really good coaches in their own rights um, brought respective clubs to both, the, actually both of those uh Laviolette and Um, gallant brought their teams that they just got fired from to their very first stanley cups in franchise history so uh take that with what you will but just keep a lookout uh for them to uh, land somewhere but yeah back on the pittsburgh penguins uh front here uh before we get to the break. Pittsburgh Penguins acquired forward uh, Kasperi Kapanen, Pontus Auberg, and defenseman Jesper Lindgren from the Toronto Maple Leafs in exchange for the, the Penguins' 2020 15th overall pick that they have gotten the 15th overall pick uh, slot because of their positioning uh, since they got ousted in the qualifying round. Uh, forward Evan Rodriguez, Philip Hollander, and defenseman David Warsawski. Um, now, also to consolidate what I was saying, I had a big long winded thing about how you know the Pittsburgh Penguins are a race car on a track that you know was built for championships, won two championships back to back, and uh, ever since Sid the kid's been there won three and been to four Stanley Cup uh finals. Because they lost in 08, 1 in 09, 1 in 16, and 1 in 17. Um, they uh, have just been, you know, as stuff breaks, you know, put new parts on. But as of late, you know, the past couple years, it looks like they just haven't been taking that pit stop. But while it keeps driving, they just keep trying to throw some flex tape on, on shit and hopefully it works. Um, and, it's also, and also the fact that... Um, Jim Rutherford just keeps trading away Picks that they could be using To build their future I mean yeah you, you've got Gensel and guys like That him but You know Other than that I mean in your System right now I haven't heard any You know Big you know name or at least Anyone that should be you know That's touted as the next Big thing to come out of Pittsburgh At all. You know, it's still, oh, well, what can Sid and Malkin and Latang do? You know, and, you know, it's only going to get you so far. Um, And I didn't know Kaspary and actually used to be a penguin as well. So uh, that's interesting. But, um... But, yeah, um... It's good for Maple Leafs to get an extra pick, but at the same time, those trades also don't really help their situation either because they, the big problem is not even necessarily that they're bad necessarily, it's just the fact that they allocated basically half of their damn cap, about 40 something million, in four forwards. Just four forwards. Alone it's not even d men that's not even goaltending which those are the two backbone the the backbone of your team is the defense and the goalie you know the the people that keep the puck out of your net so then makes the job of getting goals you know easier to focus on, you know. You shouldn't be focusing on, like, yeah, we can score, which they can do. It's just the fact that they can't stop the putt. And Freddie can only do – Freddie Anderson can only do, you know, so much, you know. Can't really expect too much out of one guy because, I mean, and the fact that when we get to the Alex Petrangelo talk, people be, uh, to, people in Toronto land being like, oh, yeah, Alex Petrangelo – gonna go to toronto and i'm gonna be like hell no he ain't going there's no money for them to spend for him to do that and yeah you might have f- freed up like about three something million three or four million with getting a uh, captain it but it's not gonna be enough to sign who you need to sign and then when injuries happen then you're gonna be going into the marleys, which just like this past season you're going to end up having an entire, almost the entire decor being all Marlies. So you're going to have a freaking AHL level defense in the NHL, and that can't pass. Can't pass that. And it's just insane that you have Matthews 10 plus, Tavares 10 plus, Marner 10 plus. It's insane. Can't do it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, what more can you do other than, you know, it just blows them up in the face and eventually the, you know, ownership's going to have to step in and be like, all right, this needs to change and have a complete culture shift. But this trade, I mean, a lot of people might say that this benefits Toronto I don't really necessarily say that it benefits anyone. I mean, honestly. Uh, I mean, yeah. And the thing is, Kapanen is probably someone you should have kept and who you should have probably gotten rid of is a guy that takes up a lot of cap space, like a, a Nylander or someone in that top, those four forwards that I mentioned earlier. Is who you should probably trade to be like, hey, don't care if you're making all this money. If you don't, you know, get your act together with this team, you're out. Instead of getting all fat and cocky with all your uh, your money, you know, don't 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 need that. But anyway, um, let's take a break here and then talk about. Alex Petrangelo and the St. Louis Blues. All right, back on uh, the Bleed Hockey Podcast here, uh, talking about the prospect of Alex Petrangelo and the future of the St. Louis Blues. So, the St. Louis Blues, Are uh, your 2019 Stanley Cup champion, St. Louis Blues, are no longer in the playoffs. As they lost to Vancouver in six uh, games. And we have some questions. First off, before we get into questions, statements are to be made. And statements to be made is this. Had the COVID stoppage not happened, I'm a firm believer that the Blues would still be in the playoffs right now. Mainly because, number one, we were just about close to the trade deadline, which means the Blues could have picked up somebody to, you know, fill some spots we might have needed filled. We could have had, you know, that momentum to propel us to continue to be the number one seed in the entire Western Conference, mind you. And who know where we would have been. Who we would have, you know, matched up with. Not taking anything away from Vancouver, because they were really great against us. They, but at the same time, I mean, yeah, there's some, they were doing some sloppy stuff, too. But that's to be expected by the team that hasn't, you know, gotten that playoff experience, which they're getting now, which is good. And for the future of their franchise, I hope they do. I hope they got that, uh, that experience. A lot of some teams that were deemed, you know... Uh, You know Teams that a lot of people didn't have To make in there um, That made it Like a Canucks or like a Coyotes Um, Even though yeah Should they have been there? I don't know Maybe, maybe not But it's good that they uh, Got that playoff experience So then in the future Then they can build on that and hopefully go deeper But and also with injuries that the Blues sustained with no bow, although Bo Meester um, wasn't going to come back anyway because of his uh, heart thing that happened to him in Anaheim in February. Uh, Alex Stein being out, so he lost some leadership, and Tarasenko losing some scoring and some leadership uh, in that regard. Um, as well as just taking the wind out of their sails, you know, sitting cold, because the, the stoppage, couldn't practice or anything like that, um, took the win on their sails. And unlike, you know, like a team like the Boston Bruins, who also were, like, in the same predicament where they were leading the Eastern Conference, also the league too, but that's neither here nor there, um, the Bruins actually got the you know, fan some wind into their sails enough to get them to the next round. The Blues, on the other hand, was too little too late, didn't win a single game in the... Uh, round robin and also won games 3 and 4 back to back with Jake Allen in that mind you Uh, Jordan Bennington didn't even win a single game which is quite uh, alarming Um, which then ties us into why I say it's alarming because we tie into Alex Petrangelo because Alex Petrangelo uh, due up for next contract Uh, and as of October 9th as long as he doesn't sign a new contract he's a uh, free agent for the first time as a history as a, uh, NHLer, um, and he says that he, I want to stay a blue, of course I do, uh, to some, uh, reporters for a Zoom call, uh, a couple days ago, um, and he says that the organization means a lot to him, since, uh, St. Louis is the only place that he's known, uh, he's known in the NHL space, um, which, you know, to do a lot of condensing Even though this episode is probably going to be As long as the one that Didn't end up getting recorded Um and actually It actually might get a little bit longer Um But Alex Petrangelo means Dearly to the Uh St. Louis Blues fans Um And same with a player like Vladimir Tarasenko it Just means a lot to the team Uh And the fans and I also bring up Teresinko because of his old nagging, you know, sh- shoulder injury. It's recurrence, always out um, of the lineup and stuff like that. It's, it's painful to talk about, but we have to, we, we're gonna have to talk about you know alleviating some cap room and who takes up a lot of cap room. I'm not saying Teresinko out of the gate. All right, Al- Alan kind of upped his, um, good or bad. He upped his trade worth, his trade value, uh, winning those two back to back games. Uh, his only two starts, I want to say, that he had in the, uh, postseason, uh, or at least in the, the only two that he had in, uh, the Vancouver series. He, he won both, um, Actually, no, he was... Yeah, no, yeah. It was the only two because Bennington was the one uh, for Game 6 that that they lost. Um, Or Game 5. I don't don't know. All I know is uh, Allen had two back-to-back starts and he won both of them. That's all all I know. Um, And the fact that uh, they both, you know, take about four-something million out. Trade Allen. that's about $4 million off the books. Uh, which then you have to wonder, you know, who else you got to get rid of? Well, a lot of talk that Bozak might be out. You can move Bozak, apparently. Uh, you can move a, a Carl Gunnarsson, even though he's a solid guy to have on that back end. You Even though you have guys like uh, Scott Peronovich looking to uh, crack the roster at of training camp soon. Um, or do you keep Bennington? Do you hope that it's a uh, a one-off occurrence? Or do you take the chance that it may not be a one-off occurrence like you did with Alan after getting rid of uh, Brian Elliott those years ago? Like, what do you do? You know, there's a lot of questions to ask. But all we know is the big question. Does Alex Petrangelo stay a blue or not? Uh, I personally hope he does. And Blues fans obviously hope that they do. He does. But we also know it's a business. And, you know, if, if he leaves, I'm gonna you know i'm just gonna have to just swallow it swallow up the whole uh hate hatred that the blues fans are gonna just stew on for about a year after he leaves and uh be like ah, oh, why can't you be a blue blah 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 blah, blah. You know, I'm just gonna be like, you know, those are fond memories. Thank you for giving us, helping us get our very first Stanley Cup in franchise history. You know, and uh, regardless if he signs or not, I have no doubt in my mind once he retires, he'll still get his statue, he'll still get his number retired. But it just it will be that much more important to do that if he does it, uh, if he does stay. Because once he's gone, or once he's done hung up the skates, he'll most definitely probably get that statue like the day after he, or the day that he retires. Or same with his number being retired, you know. You know, he, he's he become quite a cornerstone of this, uh, this franchise. And it'd be a disservice for the fans that have been uh, flocking to Enterprise Center all these years, you know, the watching play and uh, watching them in general for him to leave. But, you know, we, you got to understand it's a business. And, you know, and come October 9th, don't be surprised if he does test a free agency. Don't be surprised if Doug Armstrong tries to, you know, put him an offer before October 9th and he doesn't sign it, you know, and test his worth, you know, see what positions that he will be facing if he's in a different uh, uniform. But here's two guarantees that I'll give you. You know, the whole adage going that uh, there's two uh, guarantees in life, death and taxes. Well, here's uh, a guarantee, a third guarantee. Alex Petrangelo will never be a Toronto Maple Leaf because of their cap space and he'll never be a Chicago Blackhawk because that would Go for someone that says that he loves this franchise so much, the Blues, such a, like, just basically ha- telling the entire fan base to open their mouth and piss right in their mouth because he'll never be, he'll never be a Chicago Blackhawk. Just saying. I'd much rather him be a Bruin. <laughs> like, the last... Like the last St. Louis cap- Blues captain did and leave us for the Bruins, I'd much rather have him be a Bruin than a freaking Chicago Blackhawk. But let's not go. Let's not. Let's not go test any theories, right? Because that. Who knows? Maybe that could happen, especially if the Bruins don't sign Torrey Krug. But uh, we'll, but we'll get to that once the free agency opens. But um. But yeah, hopefully uh, Petro stays for the long haul. But you know, we know it's business, and that's what happens. But. Um, Yeah, it was a lot shorter than I thought it was going to be, but, you know, it's okay. Um, Don't need it to be too long of an episode. But anyway, to end this, uh, like, subscribe if you're on the YouTube side, just listening to this since I don't have video on it. Um, Don't forget to rate and subscribe if you're on the podcasting front on all your favorite podcasting services. Uh, And thank you for Anchor, uh, my distributor, for uh distributing this uh wonderful podcast to each and every one of you and thank you all for listening especially the spike in viewership listenership that i've received as of late i really appreciate the support and hopefully more to follow on that uh, and once i get back to the states in 2021 uh, hopefully we'll go full speed ahead but anyway don't forget to rate and subscribe like and subscribe and I'll catch you all in the next one thank you very much